0: Welcome once again to the Propenor Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. Welcome once again, everybody, to the Propenor Podcast. I'm your host, Dino Watt. Excited to have you here and listening in to these amazing conversations that we try to have with uh, professionals and experts and give you just the best practices possible inside of your business and outside. And today is no exception. I've actually been really excited about having this conversation because I got to meet Dr. Bethany a few months ago um, here at uh, in a thing called Dentistry's Got Talent. And she spoke about something that were really unique and different because uh, I have a daughter who is studying equine therapy. It's horse therapy right now up in college. And she spoke about the power of using horse uh, horses and equine therapy uh, when it comes to you as a, a, a practitioner. And so I'm excited about this. I think you're all going to enjoy this. And before we get any further, Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, honored to be here.
0: So excited to have you here. And uh, as a uh, a fellow, as a dentist, as someone who's been in the practice life, as well as um, seeing what is not being covered when it comes to helping our practitioners be their best, I I think you're just uh, amazing and, and a great expert at this. So I'm excited to talk with you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's very unique, for sure, what I do. And um, I'm the only one in the world that works with dentists and horses at the same time.
0: That is so cool. Well, you had said a stat when we, were, when we first met when you were doing your uh, speech about there's only a certain amount of people who do this in general. And then when it comes to for dentists, you're the only one. So how many people in general do
1: this? Right now, there's about 200 certified equine gestalt coaches on the planet, and um, i'm one of them yeah it's a very unique niche so it's very helpful too
0: that's so cool and i you know i i i apologize i I called you dr bethany you know when you walked in and I i said dr bethany is physics right
1: physics is my last name.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, with a name like Dino, I always like to focus on names and like, and make sure I'm saying them correctly. uh, I I actually prefer
1: Dr. Bethany.
0: Oh, do you? Okay. All right. So Dr. Bethany, then tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got involved in such a unique niche, if you will, and, um, and even just your journey of how you, how you're practicing now.
1: Sure. Yes. To make a long story super short, I grew up with horses until I was 13. I loved horses. They were my life, my world. And as a 13-year-old, my family had to sell our horses because we didn't have the money to pay to keep them. And I was devastated. Mm -hmm. And I decided when that happened that I would never have, I would never lose something that I loved because of money. So Mm -hmm. in my 13-year-old mind, I decided, well, I'm going to be a dentist, so I do a few exams, uh, fix a few teeth, earn a ton of money, right?
0: Right, that's it, that's that it, just go in like yeah. two, two times a week, and you know, like yeah, yeah, you're
1: good. Yeah, yeah, just five minutes here and there with a the patient, you know, nothing to it. So, you know, 17 years later, I, I did start my own practice, two charts in the drawer, one of them was my mother, and wow. um, we grew our little an office and so I built this big huge high-tech brick you know very expensive building and I remember sitting in the amongst the boxes when we moved in and looking around and it hits me like now I'm a million dollars in debt I just added another huge responsibility of owning a building to my life and I wasn't Mm -hmm. even sure I liked being a dentist so yeah so I dug in and I experienced a lot of um Struggles, that I think a lot of dentists experience too, you know, waking up with full of anxiety about huge debt. Can I make payroll? You know, people depending on me for their families, you know, to pay them. And um, having a big case that I started, I'm not sure how to finish. Um, Um, Just all the responsibilities that come with, with leadership that we never learned. And I went to a pretty dark place. I was pretty depressed and didn't reach out for a while because I was pretty ashamed of it. And then finally I did, I reached out for help and I hired a coach. It's one of the things I did and it was so impactful. And, um, but I have to tell you the most impactful coach during the years was not the one I paid. It was my horse, Gypsy. Her name was Gypsy and she was in my barn and, um, she was more impactful because she was showing me through experience the lessons I needed to learn instead of telling me with words. So it was more lasting and I got it in my body. You know, I embodied these changes. And, you know, so, um, what I really wanted to do was work with horses. And through those years of coaching, what I also learned about myself is that was my passion, horses and coaching. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to restore teeth for the rest of my life. So I did sell my practice eventually. And I completed that program that you were talking about. It's called the touched by a horse and it's a Mm. master coaching program where they combine the wisdom of horses and the skills of coaching. And I combined it together to help uplift other dentists who struggle like I did. And I know there's a lot of them out there. A lot of them are doing great and a lot of dentists struggle with depression, anxiety, stress, and I'm here to make a difference with that. And horses are my partners.
0: Well, I think it's really fascinating that you first of all thank you for being open and vulnerable about uh, your journey and the, mm-hmm. the the dark side of that journey and I know that there are plenty of people listening to this doesn't really matter the field that have uh, that can relate and can relate to that anxiety to relate to the awakened moment of man i'm a million dollars in debt or more and that it doesn't, it, it, you're, you've reached this place where you thought you were going, right? Building the practice, uh, mm. looking maybe from the outside, a little successful. And yet it's, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not that, that what you call the end of the rainbow, the golden, you know, a pot of the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that you thought it was going to be. Mm. And, and then I love that you were willing to be vulnerable enough to realize you didn't know what you didn't know. So to have somebody come in from the outside, who's not standing in the same jar as you, who is able to, as, as Keith Cunningham talks about seeing your own golf swing, right? Like he mm-hmm. that person can see what you can't and be able to walk you through a process that you were able to change things and decide on what you really wanted in life. And that's super powerful. That's amazing. What was it about the horse side, other than the connection to you as a child um, and wanting to and loving your horses, which i I totally get on a on a fatherly level like i've, I've never been a huge animal person. My wife grew up with horses uh, my daughter ha- had always wanted to do it, we didn't have our own horse growing up. she always was the kid who mucked out the stalls uh, in order to earn her lease on a horse and things like that, right? So she could do the lessons and she loved that. And now she actually owns her own horse and she's just so in love with her and, uh, you know, Athena and she like plays with her all the time and is there and it's like a motherly thing. So I get that connection from a fatherly standpoint. But what was it now as a grown adult, as somebody who has a career that really sparked in you that willingness to change and the connection with the horse that allowed you to see the change you needed to make through this type of therapy.
1: Well, I love that you said the fatherly understanding of the horse. My guess is you've seen changes in your daughter because of the horse's presence in her life, not only responsibility, but a calmness. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I have or ever had a bad day, I'd end up in the barn and I didn't know it at the time just being in a horse's presence physiologically changes what's going on in our bodies. So our blood pressure goes down, heart rate slows, breathing slows. Um, We go into more of a parasympathetic dominance state. It's Mm. studied and and shown they've measured it. So there's a 15 foot radius around a horse. Their heart is the size of a playground kickball, 10 times the size of ours and the electromagnetic field just from standing next to a horse is powerfully affecting our physiology. And it's the opposite of what happens when we sit next to an anxious patient all day long. Mm. You know, we're in that field of anxiety and our blood pressure goes up. You know, for years I sat next to anxious patients, as many of you do, Dennis, and you know, whatever your career is, if you're working with anxious people. And it affects our heart and our blood pressure. And I believe that's a big reason why there's so many stress-related problems in, um, in dentists and the reason that they have so many issues with heart disease so early. So the horse, back to the horses. Um, for thousands of years, horses have been man's and woman's partner in life. You know, they've gotten us to where we are in civilization today. They carried our railroad ties up the mountains when we were building, you know, Mm -hmm. train tracks, and wherever you see a hoof print, or a a footprint in history, there's a hoof print next to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the years ago, you were rich if you owned a car. And now people consider you rich if you have a horse. Mm -hmm. And it it kind of switched, but in my mind, the richness is in the presence of the horse and, and what they bring to us as people. So, you know, I work with dentists. I always remind people, dentists themselves, that dentists are people too, you know. (laughs) This works with anyone, this kind of equine therapy. And I'm proud to bring that gift of the horse of uplifting and healing human hearts and spirits to dentists so they can bring that into their practice. Because it translates into production. It translates into better leadership. Mm -hmm. It translates into being more relaxed, physically more healthy, and um, working with a horse does that. And it's not just, it doesn't just go away. You know, once you learn something from a horse, it's a bodily experience because they're all about being in the present moment. And they teach us how to do that. That's their number one gift is, or their, um, mm-hmm. not gift, talent is they're mm-hmm. always present. And, and they bring us with them, which is important. In the office, you know, we're always, and I get this, you know, where's next? How many hygiene patients are waiting? Um, Mm -hmm. what's going on in room two? I I didn't finish that adjustment and all about being in our heads and you know, what's next instead of in the moment. So it's a gift from the horses to work with them.
0: Wow. So many things in there that are fascinating. I love the, the heart explanation, uh, which makes so much sense to me. I, uh, I, we mentioned before in our in kind of pre-interview that one of my my focuses is never to go into an office and say like, okay, well, I'm going to help you make uh, better employees. I'm going to help all employees get better at their jobs. I don't that doesn't excite me at all. But what does excite me is about elevating their life out there and a lot of things like outside of the job, right? Elevating their marriages, or elevating their friendships, elevating their own belief in themselves. And same with the doctors, the same uh, thing, because I believe they bring that directly back into the practice. When, one of the research things that I've done for years that I use every once in a while is talking about just how gratitude in your heart and the electromagnetic field around you when, you're, when you are actually experiencing joy, it actually is contagious right, to people around you. If you are feeling joy, then that actually the energy that your heart and your mind give off to the people around you, it does infect them in a positive way. And that explanation of the horses just makes so much sense to me. And it's, it makes me want to be around my daughter's horse more. Right. And I, and I totally see that. And it makes sense. I also can even imagine when you said that about the calmingness of, of being around a horse, I know that I, you're exactly right. Whenever I'm around a horse and I, it's like the magnitude of this amazing animal, Uh, this this the the, size alone is pretty amazing alone the strength the the muscles that are there like even the eyes like like you said the presence the way it's 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 knowing what's going on around it at all times very fascinating Mm -hmm. interesting stuff and you're right like being stress-related cardiovascular disease being the number one killer of dentists like this is this is not a really cool thing that could happen sometime for someone this is a sounds like a necessary thing and more and more yeah. people need to understand.
1: Yeah. And the thing is too, the, the reason horses are such good coaches is because their intuition is dialed in. So mm. focused I mean, it's laser focused because over thousands of years, they've had to know if there's a predator in the bushes before they can see them, hear them, smell them, they have a sense and that's their number one defense is their intuition. So you transfer that into the coaching arena with, with a client and the horse sees right through our defenses. Mm. They see through all of the walls that we put up that we have to, to survive. And they see into our heart and they see what's really happening. Are we connected? Is our head uh, in alignment with our heart, in alignment with our gut? And if it's not, the horses actually communicate that in many different ways. Um, my horse will, if, if someone's not connected He's like, talk to the hoof. He'll just go to the other side of the <laughs> pen. You know? and, and by the way, if anyone's afraid, of, there's no, there's no riding in what I do. There's no experience necessary. You don't even have to go and touch the horse if you don't want to get outside the pen. But the horses always ask us to touch into our own authentic selves. Like, even if you're not in the same pen with them, this is all still works. So wow. if there's any fear around that, which a lot of people have. And oh, and another thing about that. Oh, I'm so passionate about this. You know, every it. single day, it. dentist. We asks our we ask our patients to get through one of their biggest fears. You lay mm-hmm. belly exposed in a dental office in a chair and let them do, the, do our work. And why do we do that? Because we know there's benefit. We know there's. Our, you know, health at stake It's the doorway to our whole body health. And we ask our patients to overcome that fear. So a lot of dentists I hear are afraid of horses that I talk to. Wow. And I always mention that because, you know, you're asking patients every day day to overcome their fears. I know there's so much benefit if you would come and be with the horse.
0: So one of the questions that comes up for me around this is, how do you... Um, you speak about this a lot, obviously you, you are kind of proselytizing this message, if you will, um, around the, the power of this equine gestalt. Am I saying that right?
1: Gestalt. It's a German word. Yeah. Gestalt. Gestalt.
0: Um, uh, this therapy, if you will, this practice, if you will, um, how have you been able to, uh, well, I, I guess basically I want to hear some of your best stories, some of the the areas where you've really seen a shift in people. Cause I think people need to get really uh, clear understanding of how this works number one and what it really can do for them. Cause you know, I think, I think we live in a a, a, sadly a very cynical society. I think we, um, as um, people who run businesses and especially with dentists and, and chiropractors and uh, orthodontists, they want to see, like the end result, they want to be able to know what that end result is before they start it, right? It's like that's, and, and, and they're perfectionists in so many ways. What are some of the stories that you have around uh, what you've been able to see?
1: Yes, it makes so much sense. You know, how does this, when the rubber hits the road, what's really happening? So, so one example, I had a client call me uh, a few years ago. She was a young dentist, a new mom. She was a new practice owner and she was really overwhelmed. And she came in and, and her sessions started like most do. So we're under a covered arena. And we're sitting in chairs outside of a 50 foot round pen, where the horse is in the pen. And the, that day, the horse's name is named Ella. So I'll call the client Jill. And she, she was extremely overwhelmed, it was on E emotionally. And she's like, 33 years old, you know. So we talked in the outside the pen for a few minutes, and I realized that her session needed to focus on self-care. And I think this is so common in dentists sure. and dental teams, you know. So always giving, worse you're, you know, this profession, such heartful people, and mm-hmm. we just give, give, give. So when it was time, I had, I said, Jill, go ahead and step in with Bella. And she was okay with that. We had gone over all the safety demo and everything. And so she walked in and I said, please walk around the outside of the pen and say out loud, what does it look like in your life right now to have self-care? She couldn't think of one thing. Mm, wow. We walked, walked and walked. And, and, um, you know, the horse was kind of like acting like she didn't care she was in the arena or in the not. And all of a sudden, Bella walks over, makes a beeline to Jill, lays in front of her feet, lays down, which she had never done this before. This is not a horse that's trained. I don't train my horses to do this. They're, it's natural. She lays down in front of her feet, and she starts licking her hoof, which is amazing, too, because horses aren't self-grooming like dogs and cats. Right. They're, you know, they don't care if they're dirty. And then yeah. she laid down flat from nose to tail and she started breathing deeply. And um, at that moment, just Jill burst into tears because she knew that the horse was showing her. This is self-care. This is what it looks like. Wow. Wow. And- and be, yeah, because my client was so present and in the moment and in her body, this was like a hallelujah moment. This isn't just hey, this is how you take care of yourself. You take a bath. Right. You know, it, that's not what it was. It was a moment of like full body. I get this. So because of that moment and that experience, she was open to some um, I some skillful coaching with her on um, dropping the old pattern of putting herself last dropped it in the sand and she made um a plan for self-care that she still uses today so that's how it works individually that's one example so that was a pantomime that the horse. Was doing. yeah yeah and um i also work with teams if you'd like an example of, of sure. how it works the dental team well uh,
0: especially with nowadays i think it's important to think about that with um you know, we have so many different generations in the office now, right? Inside their practice, you've got your millennials, you've got your veterans, um, you've got your grandmothers, you've got your mother. Like, So I would assume that with teams, how impactful this could be for them to all, first of all, be around that huge heart, right? And just everybody else get that electromagnetic uh, calm down, everybody, you know, and, and, and actually be present and focused. So I'd love to hear one of those stories. Well,
1: that's the first thing I... usually do in a team retreat is after we all check in and get settled, we we do an exercise where it's a grounding exercise and they get together, they get to stand by, usually there's at least two horses and they get to stand in a group with the horse and feel their body, feel their feet on the ground and feel the horses change them, physiologically change their emotions and how they feel So doing that together, first of all, it's a powerful exercise of being in contact with yourself, your environment, who's around, which we have to be in an office to be very effective. So, you know, we have to know what's happening in our own body, what the doctor's doing, what the assistants are doing, how the patients are doing, what's happening. And it brings them down and gives them a really powerful experience of that. And um, like that would be the simplest thing that we do. Mm. Um, an example of, of something more complex is I'll give a good team, a, um, the horse will act, like say the horse is going to stand as a nation in your office and I give them tasks to do. Each department has to do a task and I'll tell you what, the stuff that comes out and the horse acts, like there's no, um, filtering with a horse. Like if, if, if things aren't going well, a horse will just walk away, you know, and they don't get to use the rope. So if they're working as a team, the horse is with them and he'll follow and, and he'll go wherever they want him over obstacles, whatever. If they're not, if they're not working as a team, the horse run away, run in hills, um, you know, avoid them at all costs. And that's the feedback. It tells us they're doing well together. And so we have some really exciting discussions that need to be had that aren't had in the sterilization room, you know, or the, in the break room, we don't have time to talk in the office about things. The horse allows the space and the safety. And I create the container of safety to have these discussions and um, the horse is what brings them up. So I hope that so.
0: Helps. I I, I want to be clear. Like, I know this is going to sound like such a silly question, but you're not actually bringing the horse in the office you're bringing the office to the horse right
1: the office to the horse yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i, can I
0: just had... imagine somebody listening going really you're gonna bring the horse in my office <laughs> 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 can you imagine yeah. walking in and there's like a, a, a stall in the middle of the office in the back of the, in the clinic area well they the just horse wander horse. around
1: and go to whichever patient needs that's what they would do they would go to the room.
0: oh wow that's fascinating
1: most anxious and they would just help them Oh, I work in mission in the summer, as of now, and then in Arizona in the winter. So teams come from all over. I've had them flying from California, and oh, mostly cool. in mission, do local teams. You know, people who can drive. It's so worth it. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Do you um, have to work with a horse that has been trained as well in this type of therapy, or can any, will any horse do?
1: Well. Mo- all horses have the ability to do this and they don't need training. They all do it a little differently. Mm-hmm. Some horses who have been abused or the trust, of sure. has been they won't do it. Most of them still will, but they're a little less um, inclined. There's no training of the horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just, some horses are um, like my horse, Lewiston. He's my main, my main coach. And mm-hmm. he is, he is something else. He can, Oh, how do I describe Lewiston? He's like a, like he has these faces like you, that he makes that I know what he's telling me because I know him. Like he'll look at me like this person is not getting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, you don't, you don't train him to do that. Wow. They, that's they fascinating. All, yeah.
0: So yeah. um, the little bit of horse training and writing and understanding that I have, uh, because of, you know, by osmosis with my kids, with my daughter and my, my wife. Um, one of the things that my daughter wanted to be really, and she is very passionate about is the way that she actually trains her horse. And, um, I want to say, is his name Buck? The guy who was the original horse whisperer dude who is...
1: Oh, Buck Berman, yeah. Yes,
0: Buck Berman. So um, they went to a couple of his uh, classes. Uh, they mm-hmm. drove up to Colorado. And to, and it sounds very similar in the way that he uh, approaches breaking horses and uh, connecting with And They talked a lot about how the horse owner was the problem 99% of the times that it wasn't the horse. And that... So much mm-hmm. of the stuff, I remember when they were talking about seeing uh, one of the uh, trainers come out and, or the owners come out and she, they're talking about something and, and Buck just immediately zoned in on her. And he's like, uh, this is you, like you're having these past issues and you're the stress and you're the frustration. And mm-hmm. so why are you taking it out on the horse? Like he just wants to help you and to get you what you want. But you're the one that's stopping yourself from getting there. And I remember them just talking about how fascinating it was. And it sounds a lot like the same type of thing for the, or you know, dentist, orthodontist, and practice owners too. Oh,
1: I love that them. you said that because, you know, what I do is not – when I work individually or in retreats with dentists only, we don't do this in team retreats with people that work together. But we go back to the – root of the problem which Mm. usually starts when we're kids you know when i was 13 I had my horses taken away from me it changed my life
0: Mm. and I was
1: really angry for a long time you know I didn't have time to go into all that that was my mo and that's how I got through dental school I pushed and I was mad and the whole world I was defensive you know and and so that was the leader that I was I was commanding and bossy and Mm. micromanaging. It's because of my childhood. So what the horses have done for me and this gestalt therapy helped me to um, work through all of that from a cellular body level, because we have memory in our cells, in our bodies. And that's why we respond or react the way we do to life, because how we grew up. But that's not the, it's not always the truth. It doesn't have to be the way we move forward. In fact, the Mm. most interesting thing I found in this work is that dentists tend to recreate their family of origin in their office. So there's somebody who's like the overpowering mom or the sister who was meek and never said a word or the, and I'm not, I've seen it over and over when we do um, work with dentists is how, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, this, it's is, this fascinating. is fascinating. Happening. It Fasc- is fascinating. That's one of the best parts of my work is transforming that because they're stuck. So if, if someone feels stuck, like I just had the same conversation, I have the same conflict over and over and over, that's where I go. That's where we go with the horses.
0: Wow, I now have so many like flashes going through my head with my clients who going like, oh wow, I could totally, yep, uh, yep. Like, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new conversation that we'll be having. And for those of you listening, hopefully it's a conversation you have with yourself or really take a, if you take anything from this whole conversation here with Dr. Bethany, like really look at that in your own practice. What are you recreating? Even if it's something you say you don't like or didn't want, or, uh, cause we all do that. I think if you look at any type of therapy, Very
1: subconscious.
0: yeah, so fascinating. Well, man, Bethany, I can talk to you forever about this. This is a fascinating topic. However, however, um, i I'm about this time, our client, our, our listeners are pulling up to their offices. So what we want to <laughs> do is we want to, uh, what I'd like to do is do a quick little, um, I like to ask some kind of rapid fire questions to get your uh, opinions on a couple little things. And it's just a, a quick question, quick answer type uh, feedback situation. Are you, are you willing to play?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, as you see your practice owners, uh, what what do you think is the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing inside their practice?
1: Well, but the most impactful is called NuCalm, N-U-C-A-L-M. It's the most mm-hmm. powerful neuroscience on the planet and it helps patients. It takes anxiety out of patients in the chair. So if you want to know about it, go to newcom.com. And I'm not, I don't work for them. But it's a piece of equipment that it's an app actually, and it Mm. it helps. It also it brings the body into um, parasympathetic dominance, so we can rest and digest and heal. And um, that's another whole podcast. But nice,
0: we'll have to set set that up. That's cool. Let's set that one up. That's awesome. All right, what's a book that you think every private practice owner should
1: read? The most impactful book that created the. A big turning point in my life is called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. So I recommend that one highly.
0: That sounds exciting. We'll have to put that in the show notes um, on there. Excuse me, your life is waiting. Easy to read. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing I can, I'm thinking I can guess what it's about, (laughs) but um, I love it. I love the topic. I love a powerful topic. That's great. Um, In our topic, I should say a powerful uh, title, I should say. In my book, The Practice Rx, one of the things I talk a lot about is team culture and team performance. And obviously, in what you do, I'm sure you see how a lot of cultures can be changed and a lot of team performance can be enhanced through what you do. But what do you see as the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing when it comes to their teams and their culture right now?
1: I actually ask that question to every oh. day I can, and the most common answer I get is team dynamics, how to deal with what happens between the team, you know, when, whether the dentist is there or not. And so that's number one. And team
0: dynamics, uh, yeah.
1: Team dynamics, for sure. Leadership. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Before we get to the last two questions, how can people reach out to you? And uh, if you have a, a website or give all that information, so people can reach out to you.
1: Go to Braveheart Gestalt Coaching. So it's Braveheart, one word. And Gestalt is spelled G-E-S-T-A-L-T, coaching.com.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Please, everybody. I mean, even if you're just curious, and I hope, I don't see how you can't be curious after this conversation of what this (laughs) is all about. Like, go and check it out and reach out and see if there's any way that you can uh, elevate your life and elevate the life of your team members. I, I know that they will totally appreciate it. I think every leader who uh, invests time and energy into their team members through personal development, through self-help, they always get a huge ROI on that. So I love it. All right. So what's the best advice that you feel you've ever received in life or business?
1: That's such a big question. Um, Number one, (laughs) you know, coach, I, I, there's, it's invaluable to have somebody from the outside who can be objective, who's on your side, who can you and listens, validates you and helps you stay on your path of what you say you want and helps you clarify what you want. You know, whether it's, whether it's me or one of the hundreds of thousands of other coaches, get a coach. And the second one, I can't, you know, do something you love every single day, even mm. for a minute, do something you love.
0: love it. Love it. Love it. What is a book that, I'm sorry, uh, what's the best resource or tool that you think every private practice owner should be using to grow their
1: practice? Oh, to grow their practice. Well, team camaraderie, having, um, having some facilitations where you can have discussions that are holding back the practice because every single time I do a team retreat without fail, the production increases the yep. next day they're in the office so yeah. it's all about the energy of the office and the team people totally agree people resonate to
0: yeah I 100% agree with that it's just it's so fascinating how when people really feel like you care about what they care about it just changes things and to have those open and honest communications I know some of you on uh, listening to this are like yeah but I don't know how to have that or last time I did that it turned into you know Uh, a dumpster fire of of emotion. And I don't know how to deal with that. That's why what you mentioned just a moment ago is so important when it comes to advice, like get a coach who can walk you through how to have that. Don't expect yourself to just understand and know how to do that. Get somebody from the outside who can watch that and see it.
1: Yeah. Perfect. You got to have a facilitator. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, Bethany, thank you so much for your time and your expertise and your wisdom. This is definitely a topic that I would love to reconnect with again and do a part two on with this show, because I always love connecting with people who are thinking outside the box, who are finding tools that can help doctors learn and and to grow their practice in many, many forms. So you are a pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of this.
1: Thank you. I appreciate being here.
0: Well, everybody, thank you for watching and listening to the Propreneur Podcast. Again, if you have a colleague or a friend that uh, you think would uh, benefit from listening to the show, please feel free to share this with them. Also, don't forget to subscribe. And as always, our goal here on the Propreneur Podcast is to help you have more productivity in your life, be more proactive, and make more profit in every aspect of your life and business. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much again for listening to the Pro Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.